Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Have a super dope show in store for you today. We are going over and unpacking your big dream. What it is, what it looks like, and how important it is to utilize in creating a lifestyle change. In my seven plus careers of coaching, I've noticed that in order for change to take place, it all starts with having a really big dream to anchor into and using that dream as really your North Star to follow in all decisions and actions that you take. So we're going to really dive into what it looks like to have a big dream some questions that you can ask yourself to formulate your own and understanding how important it is to create the life that you want. If you find value from this episode, I really appreciate it if you share it with your family, friends, and loved ones to leave a comment and a five-star review. I appreciate you. I honor you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. As many of you know, I am a huge fan of Paul Check. So much of my interpretation of what health is, what a healthy lifestyle looks like, and overall how I approach my holistic life coaching has very much been shaped by Paul's teaching and everything that I've learned from him. I'm actually really excited that next month, late October, early November, I'll be completing my holistic lifestyle coaching level two certification through the Czech Institute. So I've been taking time these last few weeks to really refresh myself over what I learned in HLC one and to put myself in a really good position to go learn a bunch, soak it all in and ultimately come back a better coach and a better human being so I can better serve myself and all the people that I work with. I'm so happy that I got reminded of what is the most important thing to anchor into when it comes to any type of lifestyle change, habit change, really any type of change in general that we're making for ourselves. And the number one thing is to anchor into your one love or your big dream. It's so important because when it comes to change, there's so many things that we've learned and developed in our own life that really shapes how we show up on a day-to-day and moment-by-moment basis. And in order to change, it really requires being connected to something so big that it's going to allow you to take a step back, notice all the ineffective habits that you currently have, and then put yourself in a position to actually change those habits. When I look at my seven plus years working with clients, especially starting out in the beginning when it came to the personal training that I was doing for a lot of people, people would always come to me with these very surface level goals. 
And when I say surface level, not to mean that they're not important, but that the result that they were looking for was just the surface level benefit. And there was something much, much deeper that they really wanted. And for example, I had a client whose big goal was to lose 30 pounds. And I asked him, I'm like, okay, once you lose 30 pounds, how's your life going to be different? What are you going to be doing 30 pounds less that you feel is not possible to do currently with your weight? And after working together on this for months, not just from the physical side, but also the mental, emotional, spiritual side, he realized that what the lost 30 pounds would do is have him tap into confidence. It was going to allow him to show up in his meetings for work in a powerful way. Losing those 30 pounds was going to give him the confidence to run around with his kids and his future grandkids. Losing those 30 pounds was going to shift the entire way that he related to himself and what was possible for him. So when we dug deeper into this, he realized that, you know, the 30, losing the 30 pounds was a result that he was looking for, but much deeper than that, it was confidence, confidence in his ability to achieve confidence in his ability to show up powerfully confidence to be there to play with his kids and his future grandkids and overall confidence in himself in every aspect of his life. So confidence was his one big thing. Confidence was the big dream that he had for himself. And as we dove deep into it, it was understanding that this confidence was going to impact his career. It was going to impact his finances. It was going to impact his family relationships, and most of all, it's going to impact his relationship with himself. All of this is to say that I believe each and every one of us relate to something like this, to where we have a specific goal that we think is the big goal, but in actuality, it's much, much deeper than that. And my challenge to you is to look within yourself and think about your current goals. Are those goals certain, or excuse me, are those goals surface level or are there deeper roots there when you really start to think about it? And what I want to do is really dive into right now, what does it look like to have that big dream? What does it look like to have that really big love or that one love that we're willing to change for? What is the one love you're willing to experience now? And what are you willing to change for? What are you willing to grow for? I think it's really understand, really important to understand the principle of personal motive. And I love this quote by the psychology Jerry Wesh. He says, when you have a big enough dream, you don't need a crisis. I don't know about you, but I've seen this so many times where a person doesn't create a change or want to create a change in their life until they've hit that rock bottom. Maybe they just got the news from their doctor that they have type two diabetes. So now they want to go in and change their lifestyle habits, their eating habits, all these different parts of their life so that they can reverse these type two diabetes. Sometimes it takes a person getting divorce papers to say, wow, 
the way I was showing up was really crappy. And my partner, the person that I love, didn't not even didn't appreciate that, like literally felt the need to be separated from me. Wow, let me check in and let me see like what is it that I can change. However, both of those examples are really looking at waiting for something to get to a crisis or to hit a certain type of rock bottom before a change is even considered. What I'm recommending is before getting to a crisis, think about the biggest goal that you have, like the biggest dream, something you love so much that you're willing to to change now. You're willing to put in the action now. Because if you don't have a big dream, a big love, long-term change is unlikely. However, once you know what that big dream is, once you know what your one love is, now you can look at every single action that you take and see if it's in alignment with your big dream. You can literally use your big dream as your North Star and make every single decision based on, okay, is this getting me closer to that big dream? Or will that action sabotage what I'm looking to accomplish or change in my life? Albert Einstein said, your dreams are a snapshot of your future. Think about that. Your dreams are a snapshot of your future. By having a big dream, you can put in tangible steps of possibly creating the future that you desire. However, if you don't have the dream, you can't even see what's possible. And it'll be so easy to just stay in in these ineffective habits and keep going through autopilot and just showing up the same way over and over again without even noticing that a change might be needed. And, you know, a question that I always see, that I always hear people ask is like, why is it so hard to change? Even when I say I want to change. And I think it's really important to understand what's called the law of facilitation. The law of facilitation says that you know, when an impulse has passed once through a certain set of neurons to the exclusion of others, it will tend to take the same course on a future occasion. And each time it transverses this path, the resistance in the path will be smaller. Meaning, your brain knows that once you do something, it's going to be easier when you come up with the, a similar situation your brain's going to be like, oh, okay, like I've been here before. I'm just going to do this thing again because it's the easiest thing to do in the moment. And at the end of the day, as human beings, like we're all about the path of least resistance. We'll do what is easiest. However, oftentimes the things that we do that are easiest are the things that are sabotaging us and getting away from our goals. So it's so important to understand that change is going to take energy and commitment. That energy and commitment is what is going to allow you to day by day, moment by moment, continue to take the steps to create that change. Something to consider when trying to find 
your one love, your big dream. Who can you love becoming? If you take a seat, reflect, think about what is the version of yourself that you can fall in love with, where you'll love the entire process of creating the life that you truly desire, understanding that it all starts and it ends with you. Once you have an idea of who it is that you would love to become or or what do you love enough to change for, it's going to set up the foundation to create lasting change. And this lasting change is is essential. And it's going to take this dream that's worth experiencing and expressing to anchor into to even create the action and the motivation and eventually the momentum to continue to do this day by day. And there's a lot of great ways to change. And one of the biggest, best ways to do it is to stop doing a lot of ineffective things. One of them being like avoiding ruminating on what you already don't have. As human beings, it's very easy for us to think about all the things we don't have, lament about it, and like really get stuck in this energy of like shit, like, well, there's nothing I can do, or like it seems so far, or this thing seems too big to accomplish. If you ruminate in that, it's going to completely take away your energy and it's going to reinforce these old pathways and roots that are in your past that has you continually doing the same things over and over again. So number one, avoid ruminating over what you don't have. Two, celebrate what you do have. There's so much for you to be grateful for. There's so much to be thankful for. There's so many things that you can celebrate about yourself. Take the time to celebrate what you have and know the joy is in the journey. It's in becoming who it is you want to be, not just getting to that end result, truly enjoying that journey. And if you can enjoy the journey, enjoy all the lessons along the way, it's going to put you in a position to continue showing up powerfully for yourself, for that big love, that big dream, and to be that person that you ultimately want to be. Something that I learned from Paul Check and his system, something I think is very important that's not talked about enough, is it's really important to be realistic when it comes to this one love, this big dream, this goal that you have. And in order to be realistic, he talks about the importance of setting a goal that is no greater than 50% of what you've previously achieved. Think about that. So for me... For example, say my goal is to run, say I want to run more. I want to be able to get more running in. If I've run a max of 10 miles at a time in my life, setting a goal to run 30 miles would just be unrealistic. However, if I want to make it realistic, I would make it no greater than 50% of that 10 mile number or adding in 50% of that 10 mile number. So my goal would be 15 miles being able to run that far. That's realistic because it puts it in such a way where it's attainable. 
it's not like this this huge crazy thing that's like doesn't seem possible so for you say you have a weight loss goal say the most weight you've lost at any one given time was 10 pounds you know if you're trying to say that you know, I want to lose 50 pounds well 50 right now would be unrealistic or too big and large if you've never lost more than 10 pounds so if you wanted to do it in a way that's realistic it's like okay I want to lose 15 pounds in this specific amount of time that's very realistic and don't even get caught up on the number like really enjoy the process of what it takes to drop that type of weight and if you do that once you get to that 15 pounds lost you can look at the journey and all the things that you learned along the way and use that to lose the next whatever pounds that you that you want to lose but the big thing is don't take on anything that's greater than 50 percent of what you've previously achieved and then once you do get there, boom, you can up the goal. The second thing I'll say when it comes to choosing your one love, your big dream, or your goal, it's committing to a goal that is your own, right? Commitment is greater when your goal is your own goal. When you're, as opposed to trying to achieve a goal that is rooted in like pressure or is influenced by others that just increases the risk of non-completion. If you have these external, externally validated goals and they're not really yours, it's gonna be really easy to not do it, <laughs> to not continue with it because it's not rooted in who you are. So if you're trying to do a goal for your partner, your spouse, a friend, your mom, your dad, your child, you know, oftentimes, if it's coming from a place of pressure and influence of those people, you're not going to get it done. And the risk for non-completion is so much higher. So keep that in mind and check in. Is your goal your goal? Or is this goal coming from somebody else? It's something that they want for you. Very, very important. The next thing I would love to talk about is what the difference is between, say, like a process goal or outcome goals. Oftentimes we are so much focused on like the outcome of a goal. And I don't know if you've ever been there before. I know I have where I've had a certain outcome goal where say it's like, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I lose the 20 pounds and I'm at this new number and I get there and I'm like, mm, this really isn't what I wanted. So really dial in and see what was the process goal. Process goals are set to give reward while in the process of achieving your chosen outcome. So you want to allow room to celebrate when achieving realistically achievable goals and achievable milestones so that the motivation stays high. So if you have a specific goal, say weight loss, and say that specific number is 20 pounds, like I said earlier, then you want to really dive into like, what are the day-to-day -day habits and processes that are going to allow you to get there? Say it's drinking half your body and body weight in water or drinking half of your body weight in water every day. Say it's getting 30 minutes of movement in every day. Say it's eating nutrient-dense meals 80% of the time. Say it's also getting eight hours of sleep a night. 
all of those are processes that allow you to get to the desired outcome. Now make sure, say those are your four big things, five big things that you get to do to in order to make this goal happen. Make sure you're celebrating every time you do one of them. Oh, I just got my movement in. Hell yeah. Hype yourself up. Look yourself in the mirror. Be proud of yourself. You eat a great nutrient-dense meal that fuels your body, has you feeling amazing. Celebrate yourself. Say you're on the way to losing 20 pounds and you lost three the first week. It's like, yo, celebrate that. Those three pounds are amazing. And if you keep following the process and keep losing two to three pounds and keep chipping at it, before you know it, you're going to be at your be at your outcome. Be at the outcome that you're looking for. It's so much more important to be committed to the process as opposed to just being like rigid and like, oh, all these things just have to happen or I'm going to in order for me to get there. If you have that rigidity in your process of whatever your goal is, you're just setting up the opportunity to beat yourself up the second you do one thing wrong, quote unquote wrong, as opposed to thinking of the nine things you did amazing. So really practice the 80-20 rule and be committed. Be the type of person who is their word and does what you say you're going to set out to do. And if you follow your process, you're inevitably going to get to your outcome eventually. Practice the patience, be committed, go after it. Process over the outcome. And I think the last thing I want to leave you with is some questions that you can ask yourself to get clear on your big dream, your one love, you know, that really big goal that you may have. So let's dive into these 10 questions. The first thing is, what do you dream about? Two, what makes you feel good? Three, what gives you a sense of purpose? Four, what geography would you choose? Five, what are you passionate about? Six, what people would you surround yourself with? Seven, what values are needed to support your dream? Eight, what would be your chosen working environment? Nine, what is the income you need to live your desired lifestyle? And 10, what level of responsibility are you ready to accept? (laughs) That last one's a powerful one. What level of responsibility are you ready to accept? Paul's definition of health is, is so, is so amazing to me. And it's being healthy is taking responsibility for yourself. So whatever your goal is, whatever your one love is, whatever your big dream is, what level of responsibility are you Are you willing and ready to accept in order to make it happen? Because at the end of the day, it begins and it ends with you. You are going to be the person who is directly responsible 
and who is going to get the most credit when it comes to you accomplishing your big dream, your one love. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to experience joy. You deserve to have the life that you truly desire to have. And it's all attainable. It really is. And it all starts with your big dream. Get clear on it. Take time to reflect. Go over these 10 questions. See what comes up for you. And start by taking one action. And let all of the actions pile up, pile up, build on top of each other. And before you know it, you're going to be in the position to look at your current life and say, wow, like I'm living my best life right now. And to me, it's so important for me to live my best life because in order for me to see my vision of the world, you know, to create a world that is healthy, connected, creative, purposeful, and loving, I get to show up powerfully for myself every single day. I get to focus on my process as opposed to just my outcomes. I get to make sure that I have the right people on my team. Um, in the places that I want to be, I'm working in a way that feels amazing to me. And I know that I'm living my best life when I'm filling my cup and I'm helping other people fill theirs. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you think that anybody that you know would benefit from hearing about how to cultivate their big dream and what type of things to think about, what type of steps to take, please send them this episode. I would love it if you leave a review, if you leave a comment and five-star rating. And overall, just keep living your life. Keep doing your thing. Do your best and know that your best is going to look different every day depending on all the different lifestyle factors that go into it. But at the end of the day, you deserve it. There's a lot of people out there living their best life and having so much vitality and joy. And if they can do it, you can too. Peace.